0: we are going to be learning the third Sikha of our Vaichi. this is a phenomenal Sikha. it is a beer on two rashis and the fundamental idea is why was the Kuhuna and the malchus taken away from Ruvein and ultimately the malchus was actually given to Yehuda what were the fundamental flaws in Uven's character and what were the Qualities in, in Yehuda that made him deserving to have the Malchus. So let's start. So it tells us in our parshas parshas Vaichid, Yaakov is giving the brachos to all of his sons, and he starts off with Ruven and he says Ruven Ata. Says Reuven, You are my b'chor, Gracious aini. and he says Yasser Sees, VeYasser a'ez. He says, You are. Rashi explains, You are fitting to be greater in sa'ez, which is you should have gotten the kuhuna and the Yasser oz, that you were fitting to also have this advantage more than your brothers, in that you would get malchus. Pasig Da'lit continues, but you're not gonna get it. Mi gorm lecha la The Rashi says, what caused you to lose all these things? Pasig Dalet tells us, because pachas kamayim, because you were quick, reckless, impetuous like water. Um, therefore, al toyser, you will not get these advantages because you went up to your father's bed and Oz Allah, then you disgraced He, meaning Hashem, who has who is on my bed. The Shekhinah was on the bed of uh, Yaakov. So what we need to look at is over is like this. What exactly did Reuven lose? So if we look at the Targum Targumunculus Targum tells us that he actually lost three things. He says lemesa plosa. He says, you are fitting to have three portions. You're fitting to have the Bukhar, the Kuhuna, and the Malchus. But because of what you did, because you were like Pachas Kamaim, therefore you lost these three Chulakin. So Targum Unklus is telling us that Reuven had three Malchus, and he lost all three of them because that he was Pachas Kemayim. When we look at Rashi, Rashi only tells us that he lost two things. He says he lost the he lost the Se'es, which is kuruuna. He lost oz which is malchus, but he doesn't mention anything about losing the Bukhar. And we know that of course Reuven did lose the Bukhar because it's a fairish pasuk in Divrei Hayamim. Tells us in Divrei yaman Aleph, Perkei Pasuk Aleph. Uh, it says Vnei Reuven Bukhar Yisrael. Vnei Reuven who is Bukhar Yisrael. But b'chala, b'chala Yitzui Avi. But when he disgraced the bed of his father, Nitne b'chharaseh, Livne Yosef. His bukhar was given to the children of Yosef. So it's a fair apostate that he did lose the Bukhar, And we know that Rashi himself mentions this already three times in the Torah that Ruben lost the Bukhar. First of all, earlier in our parsha itself tells us that, that Yaakov says to Yosef, um, after, after Yaakov asks Yosef to bury him and he blesses, you know, Friam and Manasha and, and that all, uh, in the previous per- pericast, tells him he's going to give him a Shechem achat. He's going to give him a Shechem. So Rashi gives us two interpretations. Shechem can mean that he's going to give him actually the city of Shechem to be given as a gift to Yosef, and he could eventually be buried in Shechem, which is what happened. And the second interpretation, he says that Shechem also comes to the idea of a portion, a chalik, like la'obdei Shechem Echa, to serve as one unit, as one portion. And he says that hu This what Yaakov was given in the Shechem Echad, This was the Bukhar. shiut lubanav shnei that Yosef's children should take two portions. It also tells us uh, after Reuven sinned with the idea of the. Yitzui Aviv, this is in Parshas by Yishlach. it tells us, uh, it, it, after it says he sins, it counts the 12 sons of Yaakov. And it starts off with Ruven. he says, Ruven who is the Bechor Yaakov? And, and Rashi tells us, why does it tell us that, Bechor, that he's the Bechor Yaakov? He, of course we know he's the Bechor, he's the firstborn, that's obvious. So he tells us that even, even B'Shas kill Kalal, even B'Shas, when the Torah tells that he did something wrong, he's still called the Bechor. And the reasoning is because he's the b'chor nachla, b'chor l'avayda, b'chor minyan, That he's still going to be the b'chor for the nachla. What nachla means here is, we'll keep it simple at this point, but it's actually, it's questionable. But pashtus b'chor Nahla at this point means that he's going to get the double portion of his father's estate. Every b'chor, when the father passes away, you get two portions. He would have gotten whatever possessions Yaakov had when he passed away. He would have gotten two portions. B'chor l'avayda means that he was fitting to have the kuhuna or maybe more Meduic will be, we know that before Matan um, Taira, the kuhuna was, the the firstborns had the kuhuna. So since Reuven was the firstborn, he was the one that would serve as the claim, meaning uh, I guess whenever the, they brought Karbanus, Reuven was the one who would officiate the ceremonies. So um, he was still the Bechor to do this Avaidah. And B'chor is he's the first to be counted. As not Parshin Parshin Mishdach itself is that when it counts the brothers, it counts uh, Ruvain first. So the only thing that was given the only thing that was given, the only B'chor that was given to Yosef was for the Inyan Shvatim that Shenasi L'Shnei Shvatim that was given to Yosef is that they're going to be called two tribes. That Yosef's sons uh, Menashe and Ephraim would be two tribes. And the Pashas, what this means is that when the Yidden uh, would eventually go into Eretz Israel, and they would have to, and they would make a goyro for all, all the different portions of Eretz Israel. Eretz Israel was divided into twelve portions, so Menashe and Ephraim got two of those portions. And the truth is, that's a very long discussion. Exactly what those portions are—that's Machlekes Rashi, Ramban—and I'm hoping to give a, uh, maybe a second follow-up sure on that on that topic including Ha'ara 51, which the Rebbe discusses this idea. But either way, what's relevant for us right now, just to recap, is Targum Unkula says that Reuven lost three things, the Bechor, the Kuhuna, and the Malchus, while Rashi says he only lost the Kuhuna and the Malchus. And the question is, why doesn't Rashi, why does the Pasuk, why doesn't Rashi say he also lost the Inyan of Bechor? And we know that Rashi holds that Uvain uh, lost the Bukhara because he mentioned it three times in Torah. Once early in the Parsha with Shchem The second time by Parsha's Bayishlach, where it says Bukhara, that when they're counting the, the 12 tribes, it calls in Bukhara, Yaakov, and Rashi explains that he only lost the of Bukhara for the Inyan of Shratim. And the third sure. time was when he's called the name Uvain, where Leah says, Reuven, look at the difference between my son and Yitzchak son. That Yitzchak son, Esav lost, he sold the Bukhara and he makes you know, he tried to call Yaakov. Rashi and my son, who's going to lose the bukhar to Yosef, but nonetheless, he still called. He, he, he didn't make any complaints about it. Fine. So Rashi clearly holds it. So why doesn't he mention it? So the Re'eim says, the reason why Rashi doesn't mention it, because if you look at the Pasuk, the Pasuk says, Yes or Se'ez, but Yes or uh, It says that he lost, that he was right to have these two things of Yes or uh, Se'ez and Yes or Oz. So it's it doesn't mention anything. It's not Nikla on this expression, anything to do with Bukhar. And he says the reason why Targum unkulus includes this is because that's the derach of Unklus to include these things. He doesn't explain what that means, but Bapashus, what it means is that Targum unkulus we know that when he explains brachis or explains the songs, he will add a lot of midrashic material into it to add more details. So this would be an example that he's adding uh, that he lost the bechor because we know from other places that he lost the bechor because of this issue of uh, the Yitzui Alvis, that he was Mechal of the Yitzui alvi. So he says, Unklus would bring it in, but Rashi would not. Um, but the truth is, if you actually do look at this Pasik, the Pasik starts off with Reuven Bechayri It does mention the union of the Bukhar. And if you look at the Medrash Rabbah, the Medrash Rabbah also uh, says that Reuven lost three things. Uh, and he says, yes, yes, for for yes, yes and then he says the words Bechayri comes to teach us that he lost the Bukhar, um, We learn from Bechayirat that you should have been the Bihar, you should have been the K- Kayen, and you should have been the Malchus, but because of what you did, you lost it to three individuals. The gracious Rabbah um, mentions this in two places, says that the Bukhar went to Yosef, the Malchus went to Yehuda, and the Khuna went to Levi. Uh, the Tanhuma gives a, another source. He says, because the word yeser, yeser says yeser, he says the word yeser means an additional. Uh, we know that the Bukhar gets two portions, so he says yeser, he's saying you should have got the yasser, but because of what you did, you're not going to get this yeser, this extra portion, but of course that would not be Pshut shemikra. that's not what, what yasser se'ez means, it means you, you, Rachi's telling us yeser means that you should have got the addition of us, you should have got the addition of se'ez, not that yeser itself means the Bihar. So that's not Pshut shemikra. but nonetheless the words bachayriyata would fit very nicely, because the Pasik would be telling us that ruden, you should have been the Bihar. You should have got the yeser says, you should have got the yeser az, but because you're pachas kamaim, you're going to lose all these things that we just mentioned. Why doesn't Rashi learn it that way? So the Rabbi gives an interesting shot, and, and this is at this point he's giving you a, a textual shot. He says, if you look at the words of the Pasuk, in Pasuk d'al it says, pachas kamaim Al-Taisar. It says taisar means that you will not get these additions, you will not get the yeser. So what would that be referring to? That would only be referring to the things in the Pasik that are called yeser. The yeser se'ez, yeser az. So the pasik is telling us that you should have got the yeser se'ez and the of az, but because you're pachas kemayim, I'll play so you will not get these additions. Meaning, the pshuta shemikra over here is, when it says ruvein b'chayri that's not saying that you should have been a Bihar. It's giving him, he reads it like this, ruvein, you are the Bihar, you are my Kaifi you are my righteous Aini and therefore you are deserving to have something additional. What was the additional things that you should have got? You should have got yeser, this addition of says and yeser, this addition of ahs, because your Bahaqah's Kam, I'll tell you so you will not get these additional things. So that's why Rashi is telling us only these two things. And he the Rebbe says that's actually could have, maybe that's even shat in the Re'im. The Re'im says that b'chor is not included in yeser seis and yes or az, It could be that the Re'im is learning it the same way because when it says Bakhoiriyata, that's a statement. He's telling you that you are my, my Bahar. And then it's Telling and and, and, and then the, the, the additions, the yes or says are the things that he should have gotten, There's something extra that he should, could have gotten because he was the Bukhar. Uh, so that's why it's not that's why Rashi doesn't mention it. But that only answers poil in the text. But it Kasha, it, that itself is the question. This the Etzin we know is true that Ruvain lost the Bukhar, and he lost it because of uh, of, of of because of askolat yitzuiyallah because he was mechala his father's bed, so eibazai why taka doesn't the pasik mention it? He, he did lose the Bukhar to Yisus, so why doesn't it mention that he lost it? Um, it? It seems very logical that he would have lost it, and especially as we know that it's only because of the Bukhar that he should have gotten the malchus and the kuna. So if he's lost the Bechor, which is really the reasoning why he's going to get the Qunar then it for sure should have mentioned the Bechor, which was the cause why he should have gotten these extra additions. Should have said he lost the main thing, the Bechor, which gave him the right to these two other advantages. And in addition to losing the Bechor, he also actually lost those advantages. <clears throat> so if you look at the <clears throat> the Tanchuma, this is the t- Tanchuma, uh, uh, the, the, the Buber edition. So he, he actually also as I mentioned, the other Midrashim actually do bring, the other Midrashim all bring the Inyan of Bukhar. The one that doesn't would be the Tanchuma. This is Parshasen yud aleph, the Bubur edition. Um, he only brings kuhuna and Bukhar. Of course, the question is why Why does he, you know, he, he, he has um, the same Shiloh, why? And the Pashtas he'd have the same reasoning as, as we just mentioned for Rashi, because it says al taiser. But he brings down also, that there's a question that the Tanhumah asks in Parshas Vayetze, Yidgimel, that we have a rule in Halacha that you're not allowed to recognize the B'chor, who's a Ben Hatznuah, a B'chor, which is Ben Ahuva over the B'chor Ben Hatznuah. Meaning is, if you have, let's say, two wives, the older child gets the firstborn, regardless if the if you prefer the the the, the younger B'chor from the second wife. <clears throat> it's the firstborn child of the father who gets it. So the, the Medrash tells us that you're not allowed to be, uh, it says that you're not allowed to be Mavak, you're not allowed to recognize the son of the ahuvah, Who is the son of the Ahuvak? That would be Yosef over the, the of the Ben Hasnoah, which would be Reuven. And how do we know that this is correct? As it says in our parsha, B'chayri Atta, Reuven B'chayri Atta, that Yaakov says clearly you are my B'chor. So the Tanchuma is telling us that actually Reuven did not lose the B'chor. So that would explain, according to the Tanchuma, why according to him, the Pasuk only mentions yes or says and yes or sa'es. So that would fit very well. He says that Reuven only lost these two things, because the truth is, according to his pshat, when it says b'chayriyata, that is not just a statement that he's b'chayriyata, it's actually, it's giving him the recognition that you are the Bukhar and you're not going to lose those advantages. So therefore, according to the Tanhumah, it makes sense why, why he doesn't mention b'chayr. But according to Rashi, that he holds that Ruven Takah did lose the Bukhar, so why doesn't it mention this loss of the Bukhar? So that's uh, the first Rashi we're going to discuss. Uh, the second Rashi we're going to discuss <clears throat> is uh, regarding Yehuda. You know, Yehuda took the Malchus or received the Malchus instead of uh, of Reuven. So that's this. This is going to be very much connected to this. So the Pasik tells us that Gur Aryeh Yehuda, that Yehuda is a cub. He's a lion. A cub means that he's like um, that. Is talking about Davinamalat that when at the beginning he was like a young cub because he, he f- first became a leader when under the rulership of Shol. He was one of the generals, so he was like a young cub. He was a lion, but he was a young lion. And at the end, he became an aria, an adult one, because eventually he became the king over them. So he th- says, you are the king. Why are you the king? So he says, alisa, because you rose up, you, you removed yourself. Alisa means you removed, my, you, my, alisa, you, removed myself, you removed yourself from, from the prey. So you are the Gur Arye, as which is we're talking about that the Rebbe just points out that Gur Arye is actually now really referring to Yehuda himself. It's referring to his descendants. That Gur Arye Yehuda means that the descendants of Yehuda, which is Shlaima and David, they will be um, the Gur Aryeh. And, and the reasoning how we know it's referring to the descendants and not Yehuda himself, that he was a Gur Aryeh, is because there's two expressions over here. It says Gur and it says Aryeh. So that would imply that there's two. Time periods of, of, of leadership. Yehuda never had two time periods of leadership. We don't find that by that there were two periods of his life where, where there were different aspects of his leadership. We only find that by David. So that's the proof that since it says two expressions of Gur and Aryeh, that's how the, Rashi knows it's referring to uh, David Hamelech, because he had those two time periods. of When he was under Shalom, he eventually became king. That's why also the Maskal is Gur Aryeh, and he cuts out the word Yehuda, because he's trying to tell you that the proof that we're talking about David is because of the words Gur, uh, Gur Aryeh. Either way, we're saying that the reason why Yehuda got the malchus is because he removed himself from the teref, from the prey. Which prey did he remove himself from? He says from this, Rashi explains from this, that I was chosheshu of teref Taraf Yosef, that you killed Yosef, because it says a ro achal that the, a wild animal ate Yosef. So the prey was Yosef that he was, as the brothers, when they came back to Yaakov, they said that a wild animal had eaten him. So who is this wild animal? So Yaakov felt the wild animal would have been Yehuda Shnimshuala So Bini Alisa, Salakis you removed yourself from this issue. Var what did you say? He said, He says, What gain do we have by killing Yosef? Rather, we should sell him. So what so the first good thing that Yehuda did that's, that got in the Malchus is he saved he saved Yosef. The the, and similarly, Baharigas Tamar in the killing of Tamar. Yehuda said that when Tamar uh, sent the the, the three items, the staff, the the cape, and the ring uh, to Yehuda, Yehuda says, she is righteous that the children are for me, and therefore he saved her life. So he admitted what he did wrong, he did truga, and he admitted what he did wrong, and and he saved her life. So because of these two things, the passage continues, L'fichach, as Rashi says, Therefore you will crouch down like a a lion, and I believe a a lavi is a lioness, who will rise up against you. And when did this happen, Rashi tells us, So because of, basically, that's why David and Shloima got the malchus. So the questions that we have over here is like this: two questions really on this Rashi. Question number one is <clears throat> in the first deremaskel it says the, sorry the second deremaskel in this passage it says miteref from the prey, and he explains that means Yosef. Then he brings the second deremaskel which is vani Lisa, and he explains that my son you removed yourself from it. And then he continues similarly. You, Baharigas Tamar, you admitted and said satkan so the shiloh is, he's saying harigas, <coughs> harigas Tamar is really connected to the tariff. <coughs> Excuse me. That the tariff, what was the tariff that he removed himself from? Which that was Yosef and Tamar. But what is doing is, he puts it into the second of Ramaskal. So the tariff, he says, is you, is Yosef. Bani Alisa means you removed yourself. And then he says, v'chein Baharigas Tamar. So it sounds like Bani Alisa that when you removed yourself from these issues, we're learning out Tamar from the words Bani Alisa. But how does that make any sense? That if, if the tariff itself, if the prey was Yosef, how could that you removed yourself from Yosef and Tamar? If the prey is Yosef, the Bani Alisa would mean that you removed yourself from Yosef. But now we're saying the tariff is Yosef, but you removed yourself from Yosef and Tamar, but Tamar wasn't part of the prey, according to what, what he's saying. So what's chat over here? And, and, and second of all, why Bechelal is Rashi saying that, the, that there were two uh, individuals that Yehuda saved? Maybe it was just one. Like what's the Mila saying Oh, there was two individuals that are meant over here? From where in the Pesach is a mashman that when it says Teref and from and the prey, you rose up, you, you removed yourself from it, that's implying two individuals. So the answer is, let's look at the first question. So the answer is that in truth, obviously when it says Teref, the prey, it means both Yehuda it means both Yosef and Tamar. The reason why Rashi only mentions Yosef and then explains the words and then it tells us the Chaym the Tamar is because the way how we know that Tamar was one of the one of the prey, one of the individuals who are included in the word Teraf, is only once we know the Pshat of B'nai Alisa. So, metaref we know refers to Yosef on its own because the only individual that it uses this expression from as prey in the Torah is. Yosef, as, as Rashi brought clearly, Tarif, Taraf Yosef. So we know Tarif is Yosef because the Torah tells us clearly. So just by mentioning the word, we know it's Yosef. But we don't, we wouldn't know that it means Tamar. Once Rashi tells us the Lisa and explains what that means that my son you rude yourself from, then we know that Tarif also refers to Tamar. Viyazai. How, how do we know this? Because the truth is, in the words Beniyah Lisa, it, it, it actually means there's two ways of translating those words, or two places where you can put the comma. One way of putting the comma is, how we've been reading it, from the prey, my son, you have uh, lifted yourself up. The second way is from the prey of my son, meaning Yosef, from uh, the prey, which was my son, Yosef, Alisa, you have removed yourself from. So the word B'ni could be referring to Yosef, if it's part of the word Metaref, Metaref B'ni, comma, Metaref B'ni, Yosef, comma, Alisa, you, Yehuda, removed yourself from, or it can be Metaref from, tariff in general, B'ni, which would be Yehuda, Alisa, you have risen up. So once Rashi tells us that the words B'ni Alisa mean Salat atzmacha that he puts the word bani Alisa in the different masa saying B'ni Alisa, that goes together. And that means that you removed yourself, my son, you removed yourself. That's how we know that the word tariff now can mean tamar. Could mean tamar. Why? Because if, according to the other way of reading, that tariff bini means Yosef, then clearly the pasuk is only referring to one type of tariff. Tarif beni from the tariff of my from the prey of my son, which was Yosef. You removed yourself. Clearly, it's just talking about Yosef. But once it says metarif, that just means general from prey in general. You removed yourself from. Therefore, it's able to be referring to. Uh, even Tamar. And, and the truth is, very interestingly, in the gracious Rabba, it brings this pasik, and it brings two explanations of it. Rashi brought it as one interpretation. He brought it as that you removed yourself from the prey of Yosef and Tamar. But if you look at the gracious Rabbah, he brings it as a double achim. He brings it as, um, that, that you removed yourself of b'ni Yosef, and then he says, yeah. "Davar Acher Meteref uh, Meteref Vni Alisa" means from your uh, from because your, your own death plus Tamar and her two children. Meaning, the Reishis Rabba Taka brings two interpretations because it looks at the two ways of reading it. According to one way of reading it, it only means Yosef. So that's what that was the first shot of the Reishis Rabba. Meteref Vni Yosef, as he translates it, Alisa, you went up. That would be the first way, which is not the way of Rashi. The second way would, which would be the way of Rashi. It says, What is the tariff of Bani Alisa referring to? Bani would, of course, mean Yehuda. And who is who's the tariff that he's leaving or, or he's, he that he removed himself from? That would be his own death. Uh, because if he would not have saved Tamar and her two children, he would have been high for causing the murder of three people. And of course, Tamar, the two kids that were in her stomach. So he saved those four people. So what, what is the Hefuk of Rashi that Bani goes on, the, how does Rashi know that the word b'ni refers to Yehuda, not Yaseh? So there's a few reasons. I'm gonna first mention the one the Rebbe mentions in the P'nim. The one that the Rebbe mentions in the P'nim is, because what's going on over here? Yaakov is trying to explain, to sing the praises of Yehuda, to explain to him why he is being zeichah Malchus. Therefore, what is, how does the word b'ni Add to that, how does that add any explanation to the pasuk? If it's just referring to Yosef, then we would have known just by saying teref alisa, we would know that it's referring to Yosef. Should have just said miteref alisa. From the teref, you 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 removed yourself, and we know that teref means Yosef, as Rashi himself said, because it's, he's the only one that's called teref inside of the Torah. So the word Bini is not adding anything. Furthermore, the word Bini would actually be labunus, because what Yaakov is telling him that you removed yourself from the tariff of my son, which implies the only reason that you were not involved in this murder and rather you saved him is only because he's my son. But if he wasn't my son, then you would have been complicit. That's that could have, could be the implication. That's only because of my son. That's why you did the right thing. But if it wasn't, then you wouldn't have done the right thing. So by saying Beni doesn't add to the shovel, It doesn't add anything. On the contrary, maybe it's showing the g'nus of Yehuda. It's not showing why he'd be deserving of malchus. That's the main, the main of Rashi to say that must be that Bani Alisa is actually referring to Yehuda. So tariff means any type of tariff and Bani Alisa that my son, you, you, you Yehuda, you removed yourself from it. In, in the the river brings some other, um that gives some additional interpretation. So I'll just go some additional proofs. Uh, a second proof is, this is an interesting one. It's, we know that the trop, also, is works as commas and periods of how to read the words. So, if you look at the trap on the word teraf, the trap is a is, is it would be would be the same as a comma. It's because it's a it's a a tivra. So, since it's the trap is a tivra, therefore that would be telling us that metera comma because it has a tivra under it. Then beni alisa. So from the truck itself, it's cutting the words "metterif" as one, as 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 a comma, and then b'ni elisa." The, the truck puts it together in the tune. So that's one way of knowing that that's the correct way of reading it. The Raim gives an additional two ways. He says if it's referring to Yosef, it doesn't. Why would you use expression b'ni? When you're speaking to one son, you don't call and you're and then talking about to, you're talking to one of your kids. You don't start mentioning the other kid. Oh, Yosef. You're talking to Yehuda, and then all of a sudden, Yosef, my son. You saved, yourself, you saved Yosef, my son. Yosef, my son. You don't speak that way when you're talking to brothers, or talking regarding brothers. Yehuda, of course, knows that it's a son. And more importantly, what's the implication that Yosef, my son, and you're not my son? It, it, it doesn't have the right connotation. You mention that he's your son, either it's a to, to stranger or someone who's not your family. You don't mention it to one of the other brothers that, that you know, by the way, your brother's my son. Is, is, is my, that 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 doesn't, it's not appropriate? Second of all, he says is that since we know that the word tariff is referring to Tamar and Yosef, then it's the only way that's logical <laughs> that would make sense. Since tariff means Yosef and Tamar, so then it can't be tariff beneath from the tariff of my son Yosef because that means it would only be Yosef, and we know that tariff means Yosef and Tamar. Therefore, the only way to read the passage would be tariff and the Ben alisa. Of course, that second shot of the rain only works. Once you already know that tariff means both Yosef and and um, Tamar, uh, we're we're kind of trying to work at it from before the fact. We don't know which way to read the pasuk. So if you don't know which way to read the pasuk, then it could just be Yosef, or it could mean both. So to say that it must read the pasuk Lisa because tariff means both of them, that's kind of looking after the fact and then working working backwards. So that would not be a proof for, for us necessarily. Okay. So that explains um, how we know that Teref means both, uh, t- t- uh, sorry, that explains why Teref means both, how, that Teref means both Yosef and Tamar. And the reason why it's put in that order is it first tells us Yosef is Teref because that's clear from the passage because it says Teref. Then once Rashi tells us that you have to read the word Benia Lisa as a sentence, then we can understand, oh, once we know it's Benia Lisa, then we can understand again that Teref can be Tamar. So that answers the first question. The second question we had was, how does Rashi know that tariff actually means two people? Yes, you could read it as two people, because it said just tariff and B'ni So True, you could read it as you know, Tamar and Yosef, but what's the heck of a Rashi to say that it is referred to two people? Just because you could say tariff means multiple people doesn't mean you have to say that it's multiple people. So there are different um, explanations given by the Meforashim for this question. Um, to mention two of them, which are mentioned in the Aris. One of them, uh, I believe it was the Taiv. He says, because each one of the the Milas that Rashi mentions, each one of the, sorry, each one of the individuals that Rashi mentions, there's a certain chasar. The Pasadet clearly says Tarif, so we know it's Yosef, fine. So it has to, Yosef has to be one of the individuals because he's the only one called Tarif. But Yehuda only saved Yosef for money. Because Yehuda said, what is the gain that we're going to get by killing him? We should just sell him. So Yehuda was selling him for money. So that doesn't seem like a reason why he should get the Malthus. He's getting the Malthus because he didn't kill Yehuda, y- 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 Yosef. because he says, there's well, no point killing the guy. We might as well make some money out of him. Uh, that's a milder why you should get the Malthus. So therefore, Rashi had to give a second interpretation that also means Tamar, because by Tamar, he actually embarrassed himself. And, he did, and we know that Chazal he did tshuva for the mice of Tamar. Uh, so he saves someone's life by by being meyer, sotka mimani. So therefore, Yosef has mentioned the union of Tamar because Tamar is more of a ma'ila I chose his his why he's more fitting. So therefore, he had to mention both. Uh, another pshat is from the Mosque of David. He says that in the schar of the pasuk, it mentions two things. It says once it says the bni alisa, he says because of that, therefore kara roberts kari chalavi. Therefore, you will crouch down in the days of shleima, each man under his geffen and, and uh, under his uh, gefen and his eyes. Like an Aryeh and, and, a, and a Cholavi, uh, which are a lion and a lioness. Why did he give him two types of titles of, of, a Lavi, of an Aryeh and a Lavi, it, it, That's two types of zahar. It must be because he saved two people. Because he saved Yosef, he was like an Aryeh, which is a zakar. And because he saved Tamar, which is a, therefore he was like a which is also a female. So that's how he wants to learn it. But we're going to see the Rebbe's Pshat um, is going to be much more comprehensive, uh, as we're, we're going to see. These Pshatim them are very nice, especially the second shot, will fit very well into the Rebbe's shot But we're going to see the Rebbe's Peshat is much more comprehensive because it's going to be dealing with the, the major issue is why exactly was Yehuda going to get the Maklis because of these qualities? So, especially according to the first shot, which is saying, that, oh, Yehuda saved Yosef for money. So if that's not really a mila, why even mention it? Why, why would that be a reason he's getting in the balkas? So don't mention it at all. Just mention the Indian of Tamar. In fact, the truth is, if you look at Targumunculus, Targumunculus, he only mentions that. He says, He says, From the din of murder, meaning is the din of Tamar, you removed yourself. So it was talking about a court case, according to, and Pasha's the reason why Unculus is mentioning this story of Tamar, because Tamar is talking about that he did something right. But by Yosef, like, uh, it doesn't seem like much of a Milo. So that's why the Unculus doesn't mention it. Uh, furthermore, we know in the Gemara, it tells us that it says, Pasuk in Tehillim, it says, uh, it says, that if you bless, the thief, you're cursing Hashem. So the Gemara tells us, who Baitseya is also the same Lashon that that Yehuda used when he sold Yosef. It says, Ma Betza, what, what gain are we going to have? So it says, if you bless the Betza, the one who's Baitseya, meaning if you bless Yehuda for what he did that he sold Yosef, that's like an insult to Hashem. So again, we see again from this Gemara that it doesn't seem like it's a mila, uh what happened with Yehuda because he did it for money. Uh, so the this is just this Before we get into the, the explanation, uh, the main mile, of course, that you, you, Jacob's talking about is not that he sold. And the main thing, of course, is that he that he saved his life. So when it says you're not allowed to praise Yehuda. Doesn't mean you can't praise Yehuda for sa- saving the life of, of Yosef. It means you can't praise him also. Oh, he, for the idea of selling. So you have to be careful. The praise is somewhat limited to part of it. That saving of his life, but not for the actual uh, selling. I guess when you, when you help somebody, at the same time you're doing something wrong, you're able to split the praise for what he does good, what he does, and what someone's doing something wrong. Um, but, but the point is that according to these meforshim, it's still somewhat lacking. What exactly is, is the praise of you? Why would these be reasons why, why would the idea of Yehuda saving Yehuda be a reason why he should get the, get the malchus? Especially, I guess I should say, according to the first one, the David type. So let's look at some uh, fundamental questions over here. The fundamental question is, we know that Reuven lost the Malchus and Yehuda was, Yehuda was Zeich in the Malchus. And the reason why Yehuda was Zeich in the Malchus was according to Rashi was because of these two stories. But if you look at these two stories that Yehuda have, we can find that these two stories, similar stories also happened to Reuven. And Reuven actually performed in a, in a in a greater way, in a better way. The first one we mentioned was that Yehudah saved Yosef. But how did he save him? He saved him, first of all, for money. So his intentions were for money. And B, he didn't save him to return to his father's household. He sold him as a slave. While we look at Reuven, we know that Reuven also tried to save Yosef. Why did he want to save him? He wanted to save him not for money. He wanted to save him so he could return him to his father. So A, he wasn't doing it for money. He wanted to save him for the right reasons. And B, it was to return him to his father. So regarding saving Yosef, but Tarif Bani Alisa, Reuben did a much better job. So you're giving, taking the Malchus away from Reuben to give it to Yosef because of that? I'm And giving it to Yehud because of that? Reuben did a better job, it doesn't make sense. The second thing we said was that the saved Tamar. So let's look at that story. First of all, the saved Tamar. He didn't really, how much choice did he have? I mean, he, he you always have, have always have a choice, but if you, wouldn't have, if you wouldn't have admitted that he was the one uh, that slept with her, then Tamar would have been killed, plus his two children would have been killed. So him not being maida publicly what he did wrong, and confessed to his crime, he's actually causing three people to be killed. According to the Medrash, if you remember earlier, it said he would have killed four people, because he, himself included, he would, have, he would have caused himself to be uh, killed. So how much choice did he have? And also, he only did Shuvah, it says, one moment. All that the Torah tells us is set come a and I think it said, tells us about the power of that moment of tshuva when he said tzaddikim the Manu. But that was one moment of tshuva. But when we look at Reuven, when Reuven moved the bed from uh, from the, the, he moved the bed to his, to, 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 to his mother's tent after Rachel passed away, and he removed the tent from the Shifka tent to his mother's tent. A, he did it for the he did it for the right reasons. He was doing it not because he. Uh, it, he, 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 why did he remove it? He didn't do it just out of spite. He did it first of all because he, he cared about his mother. He did it out of love for his mother, aim. Second of all, we know that he did Truba for many, many years. At a minimum, he did Truba for nine years. How do we know this? Because we know that Yosef was about nine years old, eight, probably nine years old, when his mother passed away because uh, when he, le- uh, probably closer to eight, when he was, he was six years old, when they left, uh, uh, he was six years old when they left Haran. They were on the way for two years traveling back. So he was eight years old. Then we know Rachel passed away. So he was eight years old when he passed away. And I think the said of says he was eight years and four months, whoever brings the arah. And we know that he was sold at the age of 17. So that means there was a nine year period from after Rachel passed away until Yosef was sold. So after Rachel passed away, Yosef brings the 10 brings his bed into the, the shivcha's tent, Yeruvain takes that bed and puts it into his mother's tent. And then for the next nine years, at a minimum, he's doing tshuva for that avera that he did, that he didn't consult with his father. So the avera itself was an avera, which, which, which was, in a sense, for his mother's sake. And he did tshuva for over nine years. And still, and he compared that to Yehuda, what did he do? Yehuda his chuva was a one-time thing. He said, and, and the reason why he had to say this is because if not, he would have caused three people to be killed, including himself, according to the Medrash, because uh, he would have been chayimisa for what he did. So, so both of those stories don't really show the qualities of Yehuda as much as the qualities of Reuven. So Reuven's losing it to this individual that both stories that happened to him are actually on a lower level, lower level Sitkis to those same stories that happened to Reuven. It seems very, very funny. So the explanation is is that you have to understand really what the idea of Malchus is. It's actually interesting. Before I get to that, there's an interesting Tanchuma. Um, the Tanchuma... Uh, <laughs> Who it was, Tunayim, to, to, to are, are asking, um, I don't remember if it was a or Tarfen, that the reasoning why Yosef, sorry, Yehuda got the Malchus. So initially, he wanted to say the reason he got the Malchus was because he saved Yosef. So they say, oh, because he saved Yosef, but he also sold him. So the Kadai the Mechira to be Mechapar on the to be Mechapar on the Mechira. Like the saving him and the selling kind of equals out. So one will forgive the other. Then he says, oh, cause he saved Tamar. He says, yeah, but he also came upon Tamar. So could that he saved it to me, Machapa on this itself that he came upon her. So therefore the Medjur says, the reason why he got the Kuna was actually because of of uh, Bacrius Yamsuf that Shavit Yehuda was the first one to jump into the, to, to the Yamsuf. That's why they got the Malchus. So it's like a totally different reasoning. So we're already in a sense seeing that that, that, that these two Pshatim are actually hard to say it's difficult to say that these stories are the reasons why he, he would have been zeichah to the union of uh, Malchus. So first, so let's look at this. So first of all, we look at let's look at Reuven. So Reuven, he lost the Kuhun and the Malchus, why? So we're gonna, so these are the questions, you know, let's summarize and then we'll go to the ultimate, the beer. Uh, initially, we, we spoke about Reuven. The question by Reuven was, why does the Pasuk only mention, according to Rashi, that he lost the b'chur, he lost the Malchus and the kuhuna it doesn't mention that he lost the bechor because of being pachas kamaim. We know he did lose the bechor, so why does the pasuk mention he also lost bechor because of pachas kamaim? Then we jumped to, to Yehuda, and we said that by Yehuda, when it says teref, it means Tamar and uh, Tamar and Yosef. And our Shaila was, why both of them? Like why? Why is it important to tell us that was uh, uh, both of them? So let's start with Reuven. So regarding Reuven why did he lose, ultimately, what it, why did he lose the kuhuna and the malchus? Maybe there's also a, a, a greater question is, all he did was move his mother's bed. He, he deserves to lose the malchus and the kuhuna and also even the mekhur because, because of moving his mother's bed? And he did it, uh, uh, sorry, because he moved his father's bed to his mother's tent, it seems like a very harsh punishment. Although the vartasazai, the reason why he lost it is not because he moved the bed, but rather from the diak and the lashing of the pasik and, 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 and how Rashi explains the pasik, the reasoning was because it 's because you were Pahas as Rashi explains what caused you to lose all this? This was the Pahas that you were impetuous like water bahala. this impetuousness, this recklessness, which uh, you know Bahas comes to the idea of like emptiness like without any thought Bahala uh, uh, comes to the idea of like quick doing something quickly, recklessly which you were quick to show your anger, just like this water that's very quick and reckless in the way that it goes. That's why you won't have taiser. You will not have these additions. That's why you're not going to get because of pachas Kamayim. And then Rashi continues. What was this pachas that you did? This was. Meaning Rashi is telling us that the Pshat of the Pasuk is that the reason why Reuven lost it, the, the, the Kuhuna and the Malchus, was because he was Pachas Kamayi, because he was impetuous, he was quick, he was reckless. And, and, and that's the cause. Where do we see in the Torah that he was Pachas Kamayi? So it tells you, oh, because of the story, it's Az Khalati Yitzu Means Meaning Az Khalati Yitzu is not the reason why he lost it. The reason why he lost it was because of the character traits of being Pachas Kamayi. And that expressed itself in that story. So even if that story wasn't, wasn't the worst thing, but nonetheless, it wasn't the story itself. It was the way how he got to that story. It was, it was the Siba. That was, you know, the Lashan of the, the Siba Masuba, or the Siba is the emotional character traits. That was the main cause. And how were you able to see that? What well, was the simmon? The simon is the story that happened. But it's not the simmon that causes him to lose it. It's the Siba which is behind it. And, and that's why we see that his punishment was actually in two things. So Mitzad, the Ibn Pachas kamaim, he lost the Kuhuna and the Malchus. Because if you look, what's Kuhuna and Malchus? Kuhuna Malchus is all about someone else. A Melech is not about himself. A Melech has to run the kingdom. He, he fights the wars. He, he runs the government. It's all about taking care of others. The Kuhuna, especially Rashi says, in our situation, we're talking about Kuhuna Malash in and which is Nesias Kapayim. It's a blessing the Yidin. We know that you have to bless the yidn ba'ahavah. It's about sensitivity to others. Uh, it's, it's also the Qayyim is supposed to be the one who, who teaches the lacha. You go to the Qayyim who is in your days. He's the one that takes care of teaching the halachas, teaching the people, the Torah. So the idea of a Qayyim is the teacher is, is the one that connects. They are the leaders, the malchus, the Qayyim. They're both the leaders of the Jewish people. Or to be a leader, you need to be someone that puts, thinks about the other person. You need to be sensitive to the other person's needs and what's going on with the other person. But we find by Reuven that he was the exact opposite. He wasn't sensitive. He was impetuous. Uh, he, he was quick. He was impetuous. And he, he's, and he shows his anger very quickly. He was, he was quick to show his anger. That's so three things, really. He was a he was quick and reckless, which was in what way? Not to do a mitzvah, but leharis not to show your anger. And against what? It was against another individual. It was against Yaakov. He didn't show any sensitivity to Yaakov. And we already know you know, the sensitivities of Rachel and Leah and that whole uh, drama that was going on. So after Rachel passed away, to to remove the bed without speaking to his father and taking advice and discussing it showed an incredible lack of sensitivity to the shalom bias of the home, especially at such a time. So he he was not someone who was able to have that calmness and that subtleness to understand how to be a leader. Masha'en came. When you look at Yehuda, Yehuda did. The two stories that happened to Yehuda, they might not be the, again, it's the same idea. They're not the, they're not the Siba, the stories are just the Simit. They're, the, they're, how, they're a reflection of what his character traits were. The character trait of Yehuda was that he was the leader. We find this throughout the Torah that he was, he was a leader and he was, had leadership qualities from every, every story that he's always mentioned. These two stories are reflections of that leadership, how he saved somebody by player. Let's look at Yosef and the difference by Yosef, the difference between Reuven and Yehuda. Yehuda might have done it for the wrong reasons. He, he didn't show the greatest qualities within himself. But Papayel, he was the one that was able to convince the brothers not to kill Yosef, and he was sold. We look at Ruvain. Ruvain had, yes, he had the greater altruistic reasons. He was a greater person that sought himself, but he wasn't able to convince the brothers not to kill him. On the contrary, what happened? He, all he was able to convince him is, don't kill him right away, rather just put him in the, in the pit and he'll starve to death. So he didn't convince the brothers not to kill him. All he was able to do is he was able to push off the death or really push off the mode of how they're supposed to kill He didn't have the leadership to convince the brothers not to kill him. Yehuda did, and Pacha saved his life. Reuben did not. He was able to put him in the pit. His idea was that eventually I'll come back when everyone's gone and, and save him. And Papayel, of course, we know that didn't happen because he was sold. So Papayel he never actually saved him. He put him into another way that he would be killed that he was planning in the future to do something that actually saved, Jacob, uh, saved Yosef. And the truth is, we know that when he put him into the pit, there were actually snakes and scorpions in there that could have killed Yosef. Papashtis, uh, you know, Reuben obviously didn't know about that because Reuben was trying to save his life. He wouldn't have put him in a place which would have killed him. But the point is that he, 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 Yosef was never safe. He never actually saved him. Even that, like that moment's saving, you know, he saved them for a few hours. Even that wasn't because he put him into a pit that he could have got, gotten killed right away. He might not have died because of starvation. He could have been killed within a moment because of the stakes. So he never actually did anything to save Amash Enkin Yehuda. The second story was with, with Tamar. So, and, and the true, and uh, so by Yehuda, yes. He he, he did truva, and his truva saved someone's life. When we look at Ru'uven, Ruvein always did tshuva on his own. On the contrary, we know that why why wasn't Ruvein there when they sold Yosef? Where was he? So Rashi tells us one of the interpretations why Ruvein wasn't there. He says because he was in the middle of fasting because of this whole story of Az Khalafi Allah. Because he was at his father's bed. So what that means is that he was doing tshuva instead of saving his brother. So it's possible, the rabbi writes in ahara that if he was there, he actually could have saved Yosef before they sold him. Because it says that after they put him to the pit, his brothers went to eat. He went to fast. So if the brothers went to eat, it's possible that maybe he could have saved them, saved Yosef at that time, while everyone else is eating. He comes back, takes him out of the pit, and sends him on his way. But he can save him at that point, because he's busy fasting. So we see on the contrary that this that he's fasting might have even gotten in the way of, uh, or at least what yeah got them in the way of being able to save of papaya so what we're seeing that the difference is that ruven had a very high he was an individual a person of high caliber but did not have those characteristics to be able to be a leader Kinyuda, which had those characteristic traits um, that's why ruven let's jump back to the Bukhar. the Pasik doesn't say that ruven lost the union of the Bukhar. what is the Bukhar? B'chor is not something about leading other people. B'chor is a maila that one has in self. He's the firstborn child of his father, as our Pasuk tells us. ata, you are the racious uh racious uh, uh, aini. It's he's he has a certain mailah that he's the koichi and the racious aini of his father. So it's a mailah that he has, and because of these qualities, and those special abilities that a Bukhar has, therefore he gets the double portion in his father's estate. So regarding that, if we look at Rashi, already earlier we mentioned it. that he actually, in Pericelamot that he didn't lose the Bukhar. He actually, bachlalus, Reuven kept the Bukhar. He only lost the bukhar for the Inyan hashavatim. So as we mentioned earlier, that he still was the bukhar of the Inyan to do Avaidah, also for the Inyan of Nachot inherit his father's, two portions of father's property, and also for the Inyan What he lost it for was the Inyan of, the Minyan hashvatin, which the inye, Minyan hashvatin means, um, was that, as, as we mentioned, that for, for the goyrol of Eretz Yisrael, he was, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have gotten a double portion. This is actually mentioned earlier in Rashi Per, per, per Memchas Pasik Galad, when, when Ya'akov tells Ya'akov um, So he tells them that um, here we go, Pasekei he says the children that are going to be born to you liheim, they are mine, the bana they're part of the chashbin the count of my other sons they're reckoned as my other sons which means Lita to each connected that they get a portion of the land, each one connected to the other, meaning is that they're both Going to get a piece of land, not just that they get a, a land together, like all the other Shvatim, Ruvain had a bunch of children, they all got one piece of land. ash and Yose's children, Afray and Menasha, each one would get another piece across from the other. They get their own pieces of land. And, and as the next Rashi says, that they were called Shvatim, only, uh, uh, only these ones were called Shvatim. And he explains <laughs> that when they made the Geiro for the names of the Shvatim, when they divided the land into 12 parts, they got two raffle tickets in that thing. Also, the Nasi, the Chol Shevet Shevet, they also were the Nasi for each tribe. They, they again, so they, since they were their own tribe, they also had their own Nasi. And the and the Zalazah, they also had their own uh, flags. And I think, so I think that also connected with them. when they're traveling in the desert. They also, since they had their own flag, obviously, they also traveled, had their own uh, camp to travel in. But the point is that the main aspects of the Bihar <clears throat> actually stayed with, it was just one aspect, which is the which was transferred to uh, Yosef. Why that one? Um, so I, I don't believe the Rebbe mentions the sicha, but I believe some of the Mephorshim mention that the reasoning is because Ruvain got involved with his, the intimate matter with his father. They say part of Ruvain's Kavana was that he was hoping that he would transfer his father's bed to his mother's tent, that there would be more. His father would have more shvatim. So, like Amida midah you wanted to, um, in a sense, um, take away the shvatan that would have been go- gone to uh, Zilpa, and you wanted it to be transferred to um, transferred for Leah. So, you, since you're getting involved in that, you're going to lose the Shvatan that you were supposed to have. Meaning is that he should have had that extra shvatim under it should have been he should have had that extra shvatim under his tribe. That Ruvein would have been two shvatim. Because you got involved in something that had to do with Shvatim, therefore you're losing that one Inyan. So that's what he lost a- as a punishment. But he didn't lose anything else. Why? Because Taka, he did shuva, it was it, Even the moving of the bed was because he, he cared about his mother. Therefore, he didn't lose the Bukhar because his own, the Mailas were Taka on a very high level. Therefore, he didn't lose the Mailas therefore, he got the things that came with Bihar, except for that one Inyan, uh, which is the Inyan Ha Shvatim. <clears throat> so, in, in, in short, just to summarize, <coughs> The reason why Reuben lost Malchus Khuna is because he didn't have those leadership qualities. He was able to keep the Bukhar because he did have his own qualities. And that's the main thing with Bukhar. The only thing he lost was the Inghir While Yehuda got the Inyar of Malchus because he was the leader. He inspired others. He saved Yosef, he saved Tamar. Uh, he, the truth is, it tells us that he even saved, he even was the one that inspired Reuben to publicly admit what he did wrong. It, it tells us that uh, one of them, fortune tells us that from Yehuda comes... The Yehuda's tshuva was so great that he got Malchus David. He says, why does Mashiach and Malchus Be'ezdav come from Yehuda's tshuva? Because his tshuva is the one that was Goyrim, Reuven's tshuva to be made public. Thus says that Reuven was doing tshuva for many years, but he didn't actually confess his sin publicly. And it's Masha from the Gemar and Saita that his father actually didn't even know who moved the bed for many years. So he was, could have been all the brothers. So Reuven was, again, we're seeing how Reuven was doing tshuva privately. He did tshuva privately. Nobody knew what he did. Therefore, he never inspired anyone. And on the contrary, there was a certain cheshat on the other brothers who did this thing of moving the bed. Masha'enkein Yehuda, he publicly announces what he's done. And that inspires even Reuven to do tshuva. So we're seeing the differences. Yehuda's tshuva inspires others. Reuven's tshuva was private. Nobody knew about it. Again, so again, again, we're seeing this, 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 this contrast, um, and the last point, point, this, this is, this is R fifty one, R fifty one. I would like to hopefully give another shir on it. I'm hoping I don't have time. It's a very long R because it discusses. We mentioned in the shir that Yosef got b'chor le'inyon hashavatim. So what exactly? does that mean? So I'm going to give you just a synopsis of that R, and if we have time, we'll go into really, could be a, a full sheer just on that R. So in short, what the Rabbah mentions over there is that the Meforshim Shaila of how could it be that Yosef got the Bechar? We, we mentioned earlier that there was Allah, you know, that to be Makar, the Ben HaAhuva over the Ben HaSnuah. The Ben HaAhuva would have been Yosef, and by Yaakov giving the Bechar to Yosef, that's going against the lacha, that you have to give it to the first bukhar, regardless of who the mother is. So Yaakov was going against the lacha. So the first one discussed this. I saw the Archaim gives an interesting shot. He, <coughs> he says, bachlal, this, that, that, we know that the obvious the, the did the Torah before matan Taira. That was something extra because there was a certain, uh, a Mila, you know, connecting to Hashem, the mailahs that you got by doing Torah. But when there were certain situations, when they saw that the, there was a greater tzlacha, greater success, to not do what the Torah says, or especially in situations where there was a nevuah that this is what they're supposed to do. Then they went after the nevuah, or after, you know, after the decision that they felt was the best thing to do. For example, like Lorheim says, why did he marry sisters? Yaakov married sisters. is because he had a nevuah that he was supposed to marry sisters. So, ah, you're not allowed to marry sisters. True, but when he got a prophecy that he's supposed to marry sisters, then that's what he propelled it. So he says the same thing over here. He saw that there would be a greater Mila for Yosef to get the Bukhar, uh, and not Ruve, because of, I guess, the reasons we discussed earlier. So that's the Archaim's shot, But he says, according to Rashi, we it have a much easier interpretation. It's because he didn't actually lose the Inyan of Bukhar. The Inyan of Bukhar stayed with Ruve. The only thing he lost was for the Inyan Hashvatim. So this Inyan of um, doesn't have anything to do with the Lachas of Bukhar itself. Bukhar itself, the Lachas of Bukhar is inheriting your father's estate, two portions of your father's estate, which Ruve Taka did get. The imina is that eventually when they got the Eretz Yisrael, they would get two things inside of the raffle uh, and that's technically not uh, re- relevant to the Allahus uh, of Bukhor itself. itself. Um, and, and the rubber brings out further that, and this is going to be the greater discussion, is that according to Rashi, it looks like it didn't even make any imina because remember, according to Rashi, the way how the land was split up, that each tribe got a, the size of land that they got was based on, how many people they were. So have got a big portion because they had a lot of people. So if Ephraim and Manasseh were one tribe or there are two tribes, they would have gotten the same amount of land. The only difference is for, for the Goyer. So instead of them getting one piece, big piece of land, that means they would have gotten two pieces of land. So there's no difference in the actual amount of land that they got. So the actual in the pieces of land that they got, was equal to the they would have had the whole time. So when we're talking about the halakhas of Bechor, it's talking about something, the actual land a property that you're getting from your father so they it, it never that never changed the only change was that when they made the girl um did they have two tickets inside of the girl for two different pieces of property or was it just going to be one big piece of property itself that was the, the difference i might not mean if it's two pieces of property or if it's one big piece of property that hopefully we'll discuss in the in, if we do that second share why that would make a difference according to rashi the ramban argues on this whole idea because he says Taka, like what's the Nafgimina? According to the Ramban, actually Yosef, uh, Reuven, and Manasha would have gotten more than the other brothers. So according to the Ramban, they literally got more land in to Israel because of this gift that Yaakov gave Yosef again for the next year. And just to finish off, that uh, based on this, we could uh, we, we have a beautiful Hayra that we see that by Yehuda. Um, the importance of, of uh, Avis Yisrael. As we know, the Haftalei Chamaich is that that being involved with others, if you're involved in Avis Yisrael the whole day, that means you're involved in Taira the whole day. So we see the difference of Yehuda and Ruve, that Yehuda, by his involvement with others, he was able to be effect. He was able to have, become the Melech. Mahashen uh, Kein Ruve, even if he was, he was a great Tzaddik, being involved in, in Tanesan, but he didn't, he wasn't involved with Avis straw. And what was the pale Yosef that came from this? So by Ruvein, eventually because of Ruvein not being able to save Yosef and bring him back to his father, I mean, his plan was to take him back to his father. He didn't. He wasn't, didn't have that capability, because why? Because he left his fast. If he wouldn't have been fasting, maybe he could have gotten Yosef out, as we said earlier, when everyone was eating. And then we never would have had Mitzrayim, and we never would have had Mitzrayim, we would have had the other Gullisim if he would have been able to do his job completely can we find by Yehuda, Yehuda saves Tamar, and we know that she gives birth to parrots, and from parrots eventually, Mashiach is gonna come from, uh, uh from Mashiach, uh, from, from parrots. So of course the, the lesson is how important it is to be involved and help and inspire other yiddins.